Welcome to Audio of the Divine Principle, a daily reading of the Divine Principle, which is the core text of the Unificationist community. Chapter 5 Resurrection If we are to believe literally the prophecies of Scripture, we should expect that, when Jesus comes again, the saints will come back to life in the flesh. Their bodies, buried in the earth and completely decomposed, will be reconstituted to their original state. On the one hand, these prophecies are the word of God, and as people of faith, we must accept them. On the other hand, given the modern state of our knowledge, they do not make rational sense. This brings great confusion to the Christian faith. Therefore, it is important that we elucidate the true meaning of resurrection. Section 1. Resurrection Resurrection means to come back to life. To come back to life implies that we have been dead. To fathom the meaning of resurrection, we must clarify the biblical concepts of life and death. Section 1.1 The Biblical Concepts of Life and Death When a follower asked Jesus if he could go home to bury his deceased father, Jesus said, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. From these words of Jesus, it is clear that the Bible contains two different concepts of life and death. The first concept of life and death concerns physical life. Here, Death means the end of physical life, as was the case of the disciple's deceased father who was to be buried. Life in that sense means the state in which the physical self maintains its physiological functions. The second concept of life and death concerns those living people who had gathered to bury the deceased man, those whom Jesus called the dead. Why did Jesus refer to people whose bodies were alive and active as the dead? He meant that since they had not accepted Jesus, they were far removed from the love of God and were dwelling in the realm of Satan's dominion. This second concept of death does not refer to the expiration of physical life. It means leaving the bosom of God's love and falling under the dominion of Satan. The corresponding concept of life refers to the state of living in accordance with God's will within the dominion of God's infinite love. Therefore, even if a physical person's self is alive, if he dwells apart from God's dominion and is in servitude to Satan, he is dead as judged by the original standard of value. A similar conclusion can be drawn from the Lord's words of judgment upon the faithless people of the church in Sardis. You have the name of being alive, and you are dead. On the other hand, even though a person's physical life may have expired, he remains alive in the true sense if his spirit abides in the kingdom of heaven in heaven, a realm in the spirit world where God governs through love. When Jesus said, He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live, he meant that those who believe in him and live within the realm of God's dominion have life. Even after their physical bodies have returned to the soil, their spirits enjoy life in God's dominion. Jesus also said, Whoever lives and believe in me shall never die. In saying that believers will never die, Jesus did not mean that they would live forever on earth. Rather, 
he meant that those who believe in Jesus during their earthly life will obtain eternal life within the bosom of God's love. They will be alive both in this life and the next. Jesus' words assure us that death, in the sense of the end of our physical life, has no effect on our eternal life. Jesus said, Whoever seeks to gain his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it. Those who transgress the will of God in order to preserve the well-being of their flesh, though their bodies are alive, are dead. On the other hand, those who sacrifice their bodies for the sake of God's will are alive, even though their bodies are buried and decayed. They live forever as spirits in the love of God. Section 1.2 The Death Caused by the Human Fall We have learned that there are two different biblical concepts of death. Which of the two refers to death brought about by the fall of the first human ancestors? God created human beings to grow old and return to dust. Physical death was allotted to human beings regardless of whether or not they fell. Adam died at the biblical age of 930 years, and his flesh returned to dust. But this was not the death caused by the fall. According to the principle of creation, the flesh is the clothing of the spirit. Just as one discards worn-out clothes, the flesh is to be discarded when it has grown old and weak. Only the unclothed spirit self then enters the spirit world and lives there eternally. Nothing material can live forever. Human beings are no exception. Our bodies cannot live eternally. If human beings were to live on earth forever in the flesh, why did God create the spirit world as our final destination? The spirit world was not created after the fall as a place for fallen spirits to abide. Rather, it is part of the original creation, created as the place where individuals who fulfill the purpose of creation will enjoy eternal life as spirits after their life on earth has come to an end. Most people are attached to their earthly life. They regret its passing because, due to the fall, they are ignorant of the fact that after they discard their clothes of flesh, they are meant to live forever in the beautiful and eternal spirit world. The transition from physical life to life in the spirit world may be compared to the metamorphosis of a caterpillar into a butterfly. If the caterpillar had self-awareness, it might feel the same attachment to its limited existence, climbing about the leaves of a plant, as people do their earthly lives. It, too, would probably be reluctant to end its existence as a caterpillar, unaware that it is destined to enter a new phase of life as a butterfly, when it will enjoy fragrant flowers and sweet nectar to its heart's content. The relationship between earthly existence and the life of a spirit is akin to the relationship of caterpillar and butterfly. Moreover, if there had been no fall, earthly people would have been able to relate with spirits just as naturally as they relate among themselves. They would know that death is not the final departure from their loved ones on earth. If people knew what a beautiful and happy world they would enter after they attained perfection on earth and died a natural death, they would look forward eagerly to the day they entered that world. Since the fall did not cause death in the sense of the expiration of physical life, we can surmise that what it brought about was the other type of death. Let us examine this further. God told Adam and Eve that on the day they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would surely die. Since God so warned them, it must be that when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they did in fact die. Yet Adam and Eve after the fall continued their earthly life and bore children, who multiplied to form today's corrupt human society. 
we can conclude that the death caused by the fall does not mean the end of physical life, but rather the descent from the good dominion of God into the evil dominion of Satan. Let us draw additional support from the Bible. It is written, We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love remains in death. Love here means the love of God. A person who does not love his neighbors with God's love is dead, even though he remains active and alive on earth. This is also the sense of the verses, The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal, and to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to send the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Section 1.3 The Meaning of Resurrection Many have hitherto believed that the death caused by the fall was physical death. Consequently, they have interpreted the biblical concept of resurrection as revival from physical death and believed that resurrection of the dead involves the biological regeneration of their decomposed bodies. However, the fall of the first human ancestors did not cause this kind of death. According to the principle of creation, the human body was created to return to dust after it grows old. A decomposed body cannot be restored to its original state. Furthermore, it is not necessary for a spirit to take on another physical body when he is meant to enjoy eternal life in the vast spirit world. Resurrection may be defined as the process of being restored from the death caused by the fall to life, from the realm of Satan's dominion to the realm of God's direct dominion, through the providence of restoration. Accordingly, whenever we repent of our sins and rise to a higher state of goodness, we are resurrected to that degree. The Bible illustrates the process of resurrection. He who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. Based on this verse, we can affirm that resurrection means to leave the bosom of Satan and return to the bosom of God. It is also written, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. This verse means that because we inherited Satan's lineage as a result of Adam's fall, we are dead. When we return to the lineage of God through Christ, we shall be resurrected to life. Section 1.4 What changes does resurrection cause in human beings? According to God's word, Adam and Eve died when they ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Nevertheless, no significant external change took place in them. At most, there were momentary changes in their countenances due to the anxiety and fear they felt over having fallen. Likewise, no significant external changes should be expected to take place in fallen people when they are resurrected to the state prior to the fall. One who has been reborn through the Holy Spirit surely has experienced resurrection. Compare such a faithful person to a robber. One has resurrected to the level of being reborn into God's realm, while the other is a spiritually dead person destined for hell. Yet the two people cannot be distinguished by their external appearance. One who believes in God according to Jesus' teachings is indeed resurrected from death to life. However, one cannot discern any obvious change in his physical body before and after he received Jesus and gained life through resurrection. Jesus was truly a man who fulfilled the purpose of creation. Nevertheless, judged by his outward appearance, Jesus was not noticeably different from ordinary people. 
if he had unmistakably displayed divinity in his outward appearance, then everyone around him would surely have believed in and followed him. The changes a person experiences when he is resurrected and enters the governance of God takes place in his heart and spirit. Having been liberated from Satan's dominion, a resurrected person can unite with God in heart and acquire a divine nature. These internal changes also purify his body, transforming it from a haunt of Satan into a temple of God. In this sense, we may say that our physical body is also resurrected. We may compare it to a building which was previously used for evil purposes and is now used as a place of worship. Although there may be no changes in its outward appearance, it is now sanctified as a sacred building.